Okay. Coach, I think we're like on 60-something with wow. our podcast. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's really good for me. <laughs> um, so I would like to introduce Gandalf and Yoda. No, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> That's actually a good thing for me right now. It is. It's actually- <laughs> well, uh, let's see. I am Sherry Wilson. Uh, owner of Genius Communication. Uh, if I ever get my IRS papers, uh, <laughs> Genius Al, still waiting. But um, I basically help people um, in all kinds of facets, you know, business consulting, hiring consulting, but also the work that we do, coach, with our podcast, mentoring, and coaching intensive. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's see, I am a person that is learning to navigate even more exceptionally well through life's circumstances and then collecting all that data coach to help other people. That's what I'm up to right now. Wow. That sounds pretty good to me. My name is Greg McNeil, the owner of Coach's Corner. And I would like to just piggyback off of what you just said. (laughs) At the end of the day, uh, our life is you collect data that we use. And first of all, we make sure that it's working in our own lives, yeah. right? So we become our own testimony. And then from that point, <clears throat> then in that pursuit, we also help other people. And yeah. that's really what I'm all about. It's like, tell me what you want and let me help you to the extent that I can to get there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's my mission on the planet. And I'm gr- I'm grateful to be able to serve. And here's a um, where a BS stops bomb right quick. The extent that we're able to serve people is 100% tied into the willingness of the person we're helping to embrace change and what we're saying. <laughs> I, had an, <laughs> I had the craziest appointment this week. Coach, I don't even want to get into all the details because it'll take up all of our time and I want to get into it. But I was sitting there staring at this person like you are probably the most unaware person and the most dramatic person I've ever met in my life. Actually, she'd probably be number two, but the, if I was around her more, she might get up into number one. But anyway, I was like, um, you can leave, and I will have a discussion with the other person real quick. So it was like, wow. But it was an unwillingness to change. And um, you, know, you can only help people to the extent they want to embrace the, you know, the things that will help them. That's right. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. Okay, Coach, so I'm excited about this topic. Okay, proceed. Okay, so the power of imperfect starts. All right. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so you're um, seeing and hearing, Coach, and then our listeners are hearing, a person that was a perfectionist probably most of my life. And I think that um, like parents can you know, unintentionally um, create that environment for kids. And even the school system itself, you know, you get grades based on performance, right? Which I don't, I mean, I'm not into everybody gets a trophy. I'm not that type of person. But if there's not like a, a very secure environment for, to me, for a child to grow up in that, yes, you may get grades. Yes, absolutely. You can have ice cream if you, you know, clean your room or whatever. I don't, that doesn't bother me. But if that's all the relationship is or perceived in that, that kid's mind, then performance becomes the, the plumb line for them in all of their relationships. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. And everything they do, you know. And so I remember 
always loved learning. I still learn to this day, uh, but I was really good at school because I loved learning. Plus, it was an escape from my home life. And right. uh, so most of my school age years, I was a straight A student. And then once I got into kind of the harder topics like uh, geometry, oh my gosh, um, I had my first C ever. Uh, but I was typically A, B. And I remember to this day in Odessa, Texas, over on, I think it's 312 Alabama Street, Coach. It might be 212, but that's where I, we lived. And mm-hmm. my dad sitting in his chair in the living room, and I had gotten my first B. And and my dad was a lovely person, but he he said, are you on drugs? And I'm like, no, I'm not on drugs. Thank you for asking. But that <laughs> that kind of took my grid of, oh, okay, so if I don't have perfect grades, then there's something wrong with me. Mm. And, and that's how I equated that. So fast forward, you know, through life, like any perceived failure um, in a you know, situation, I, I didn't want to do it. Uh, so I would just avoid things. Or if I did fail, it like could impact me for days, weeks, or months. And then I heard, um, it was actually a teaching, and this guy said, for all you perfectionists out there, I want to give you a phrase or a mindset to adopt. And it was pursue excellence, because excellence is doing the best with what you have. And so for years, and even to this day, if I find that that imperfection starting to bother me on a project or whatever, I'll say excellence above perfection because perfection leaves no room for uh, improvement, growth, but excellence does. And so fast forward 2016, I'm getting ready to launch my business. I'm suffering from imposter syndrome. We might do a podcast on that sometime, coach. And uh, you know, a lot of y'all have heard my story of the um, Facebook ads. I did the course. I thought I had everything just right. Let the money roll in. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm like just waiting. And uh, and so I launched my Facebook ads. It was like crickets. And man, that paralyzed me for like five months. I just avoided it. I don't want to have anything to do with it. And thank goodness I worked through it. But I learned ego. And one of the things that in that process, it got me out of that weirdness was actually the five why exercise, which um, I teach on my my website, but um, was because I was so good at school, I expected mastery right off the bat because it was like a school environment for me, right? I did the course and now it's time to get that A. And whenever it failed and I got a big fat F, then I was like, you know, just... I. It was weird. I couldn't get myself out of it. And so since that time, and where I kind of wanted to go with it, Coach, is the power of imperfect starts is in these two things. When you have what we perceive as failure, which is actually feedback, that's another thing that I've learned. I don't take things as failure, or if I try to, I have another phrase, feedback is is what I'm going after, right? So failure is feedback. I tell myself that is number one, emotional intelligence growth. And number two, you get to assess the skills, the knowledge, and the mindsets you need to perfect or hone whatever it is you've just started. So when I go back to, you know, as a kid, and I look at the 2016, I call it the infamous debacle, 
When I go back to that coach, I realize the tremendous growth. And you wouldn't think there'd be so much emotional intelligence growth in a business endeavor, but the reality is that emotional intelligence is the number one predictor of success in all aspects of life, not IQ, but EQ. And so the growth from that one perceived failure has actually helped me, here we are, six years later. So the power is the emotional intelligence and the assessment of what you need. Yeah, that's wonderful. You know, this is interesting. So uh, I spoke with my cousin the other day. <clears throat> He's retired, retired fireman, business guy. He's in the real estate. But uh, he just recently got married again. And and uh, he said, you know what? I'm not exactly sure what to do next. I feel like I'm stuck. And uh, and I said, you know, here's something that comes to my mind. Because he said, you know, I've read all of those books and stuff, you know, and and I've done some really good things, and he has. He's done really good things. He doesn't really need to work at all. Mm-hmm. But he was in this mind space. And I said to him, I said, you know, one of the things that I find is really interesting, when we talk about the uh, highly successful habits of su- successful people, one of the things that they don't mention is the temperament of that person that we're talking about. We're always looking at the finished product, right? We could say discipline, time management, and all of that. But at the end of the day, if you're talking to Buffett's or all of these people who have already done something, you're not looking at the journey they took. You're looking or listening to what they told you. Yes. And each person's temperament is going to be really important when you start thinking about what is a successful habit that leads to success. And so I was saying, for instance, not everybody processes information the same way. Right. Or they don't move through that that same process the same way. It's always going to move through that individual temperament. What makes them successful is recognizing who they are, how they operate on the planet, and then they develop whatever they need to do around what they know about themselves. Yeah. Right? So, for instance, um, there are some people who are more visual. There are some people who operate more from a feeling component, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, so when you look at how that person is moving within their temperament, that's really something that's important. So when you start talking about, well, what's going to lead to your success, I would say, well, what do you know about yourself and how you go about operating? So when we talk about the power of an imperfect start, well, one of the things that could be imperfect is you look at what someone else did in the model and you attempt to pattern what you want to do after their model, but it doesn't work because it's not filtering through your own emotional intelligence, as it were, or your own temperament and your knowledge regarding how you do things, right? That's so So, good, Coach, because in today's society, that's what people do. They're always looking at someone on Instagram or looking at someone on Facebook or YouTube, and they want to be that person or do what that person is doing, and they try to pattern themselves after that. Exactly, and and it doesn't work. And so... I just think that that's something that's just really important for us to, you know, like keep in mind. It's like know yourself well enough to know how you may do things. So when somebody gives you a checklist and they tell you, well, you need to go from one through 50, 
And as soon as you look at that checklist, your mind shuts down, right? Mm -hmm. And you're thinking, well, I guess I can't do that because I'm not successful. No, actually, you need to look at that list and say, okay, well, there's got to be another way for me to do that because that's not really my operation. I may get at the end of my process, I may have done everything that's on this list, but how you go about that has to be a unique experience. And I believe that one of the big reasons that people can struggle and not achieve the things that they want is because they start outside of themselves with the idea of achievement, mm -hmm. right? It's like, we know you want something, you're on the planet, you have to survive, so we know you have needs, right? But how you go about those, meeting those needs, those goals, those desires, is a very unique process, and we shouldn't get lost in what that looks like. Yeah, you know, um, when I, just listening to you, some of the things that, like, if you look at the, the power of imperfect starts means that if you utilize the lessons learned, you come out a better person, whether it's in your marriage or in your business or as a friend, sibling, etc. Uh, but also be aware that past successes can actually become stumbling blocks as well. So it's like you're looking at other people. And, you know, I kind of did that when I first started my business because every business has an identity and personality. And I've had several, but this one was special. You know, this is the one that was going to be something I'd do for you know the rest of my life and and so it it's almost like a child you know you're raising up this child because it's a dream and so you have a lot of emotional investment tied into it but I didn't quite know what it was going to look like you know so it's like any child you know when they come out they look like a baby you know and they may have some features but as they develop and you know they start getting their own characteristics but you can see a part of each parent in that kid you know it's funny coach when I had Kent a nurse came in, and I swear that kid was born with a tan. And uh, I'm like, how did that happen? And so anyway, the nurse comes in and says, hey, did you visit with the milkman? And I was it's like, like, like what? <laughs> I just had a baby. I'm going to hit you if you don't get out of my room. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> anyway, yeah. but, you know, as he grew, we can definitely see even the internal, the intangible characteristics of both parents, but combined in a un unique way that makes him, him, you know, him. Right. Well, with the business, it's the same thing. So I had like favorites that I would follow. And so if you're into branding or, you know, online courses or anything like that, uh, Amy Porterfield, Jasmine Starr, Hillary Rushford, all of those are just influencers in their realm. And right. I, you know, and Jenna Kutcher is one of my favorites as well. And so I would try to, you know, like model my, website or my business or how I did my Instagram and stuff after them. But I felt lost. Like I didn't know exactly who I was as a business. Well, then over time, I began to realize, okay, I'm attracting certain types of people to do business with. These things are important to me. This is the business model that I want. And it's different from these people. But at the same time, I can admire and then also take some of what they do and tweak it into my business model where it's original to me. Well, that experience of a you know, like a um, imperfect imperfect start is actually material I took that I now apply to my clients and their branding. And so that I had to acquire the skills, I had to acquire the mindset, but I also had to acquire exactly who am I. 
So when you're talking about that, your life will never be authentic unless you're living true to who you are as a person, not modeling it after everybody else. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I can only just think about myself when you're speaking here. And I recognize that, let's say, identity, as it were, mm -hmm. right? Uh, that's a question that I'm actually addressing in a program. And I, I find the word itself, it brings on limitation, right? Yeah. Because all I can be. So what do I notice about myself? I like a lot of different things and I pursue a lot of diverse activities, mm -hmm. right? But it doesn't matter what it is. I'm always pursuing it at the highest level that I can, but it has to be something for me right? Yeah. I can be in a classroom, but I can also be outdoors, right? So what do I know? If I try to force myself to follow just one pattern, then I have crickets. My brain is shutting me down. That's not how I operate, right? Yeah. It's like I can't make myself stare at a computer all day to come up with an idea. I have to go to the woods, you know, it's like, hey, you know what? You're in the woods. You know, you got a presentation three days from now. It's like, yeah, I know that. Right. Mm -hmm. But guess what? When I'm in that flow or in that mind space, everything that I need to have according to the way that I work is absolutely genius. It comes to me. Right. Because I learned so much in my environment. Then I come back and I sit down and when I'm talking or typing or whatever that is, I have everything that I need because that's how I needed to go and get it. I couldn't go to the classroom only, right? Yeah. Or this, what this one person says, it's like, ah, well, I don't necessarily operate that way. I operate this way. And so I just think again, if I have made mistakes, it's like, guess what, Greg? You tried to follow something that this that's not really you. So when you're getting information or you're working with someone, you have to make sure that whatever you're hearing or seeing is going to translate into your mind in a way that you can use. Otherwise, you can't. And, and if you proceed anyway, then you know that the feedback that's coming back to you is saying, that's not how you operate, right? Yeah. You... That's that's not your style. Right. So even when it comes to what you want to pursue in life. Right. It's like <clears throat> don't buy a vehicle. That you don't want. Right. Just because you think that vehicle is going to make somebody see you a certain way. It's like if you're not a Mercedes Benz person, why are you buying a Mercedes Benz? Yep. Right. You know, what kind of person are you? It's like, hey, guess what? I'm in. I have the kind of ride that's perfect for me. I love it. No matter where I go, it gives me exactly what I need from it. Yeah. Even the impression management part, if you will. Yes. Right? Yes. But it has to be something that is unique to me. Otherwise, I have made a mistake. Mine has to go fast. There you go. Right. <laughs> you know, um, you talk about how you go into the woods or whatever, you know, to think and and stuff. Uh, you're the one that taught me, um, after I had like a problem I needed to solve is a business problem. And I got the idea as I was weight training and you pointed out, well, that's what you do. You've like, your brain now knows that when you're doing weight training, 
to solve problems. And I didn't even see the pattern I had developed, but I think I told you that, you know, I would go to the gym and I'd have to have my phone by me to write Mm -hmm. down ideas and notes uh, Mm -hmm. that I would have because my mind would just start solving problems or get very creative. And so that could be a good thing for people that if you find yourself where you've started something, and again, it doesn't matter what it is, business, personal, uh, whatever, a goal. If you find yourself in that place where it's like, well, that didn't go as planned, you need to pause and you need to number one, okay, this is an opportunity for growth. So any fear of loss is centered in ego. That's where, that's where perfectionism is. It's, it's a fear of loss, whether it's reputation mm-hmm. or whatever that is. So you've, you've got to get to the story, right? You got to get to the ego part, but then um, also do your assessment and be like, okay, why did that not work? What, what, mm-hmm. what is the emotional growth aspect that I need? But I'd like to add the piece by you bringing up the forest thing. And we talked about it last week as well. What is the environment where your brain immediately gets to work solving problems? So whether it's gardening, going for a walk, going hunting or weight training or whatever it is, go to that, you know, and just do the activity, be in that moment and focused, and then your brain will get to work. Do you think that's a good idea, Coach? I think it's a phenomenal idea because each person then, because what we're talking about right now, the power of imperfect starts. Well, after we make a series a series of mistakes or we've had some uh, setbacks, somewhere in that process, we have to be asking ourselves, what is it that I need? It's not just a question of you need to make money. That's No, it, it's got to be something else. Money becomes the byproduct of your dream, your vision, whatever your activity right. is, right? But you need to be able to have something else. So like Laura Lee knows, it's like, Um, If we're sitting down talking about something, how is not the word that comes to my mind, right? I'm sitting back and thinking, well, how do I feel when I have what I want right now, Mm -hmm. right? So for me, my process is make sure first you have a clear picture of what it is that you want. That's number one. And so if I'm sitting in the room looking around at a bunch of inanimate objects, I'm not getting the feel that I need, right? Yeah. I'm, as a matter of fact, I might as well be caged up. So guess what I'm doing? I boots, backpack, hit the road. And as soon as I do that, right, just the act of going through the process, my brain already starts picking it up, right? I can start to feel already. I know what it is. And I can say it's like, you know what? There is a certain way I'd like to feel when I'm doing things. And then I'm driving down the road and it's like, you need a great staff, Greg, because you know that you are better if your hands are not directly on everything that you want to manifest every day. You need other people that understand your vision and then they carry out what it is that you want. You're training the leader. The leader is working the staff that you hired, right? Right. Because you just need space. You're the kind of person that needs space. I mean, uh, my professor called me a free range chicken one time. And at first I thought it was uh, she was being um, dismissive, but I understood what she was saying after a while. You need space because that's the way you operate. Your structure 
is more space where other people can sit in an office all day long for six hours and not come out until they completed the draft. I can tell you right now, there's no effing way that's going to happen for me. <laughs> you, if I sit in a room for six to eight hours like that, it, when you come, open the door, I'll be crying. And you look around and say, <laughs> coach, it doesn't look like you've done anything. It's like, you're right. I haven't done a damn thing. I just pouted in this room. I need to go out and play, right? That's hilarious. <laughs> But once I hit open space, I can feel the genius, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, like right now I'm laughing as I'm chuckling with you, but everything that may be important to me, I can see everything. I can see all of it, right? Mm -hmm. I can see all of it and I instantly know how it works. But if you make me just keep my nose here and it's like, you're going to stand here until you produce that, it's like, I'm not that kind of guy. And me, I can literally sit on the computer hours and hours. Like I have to make myself uh, get up. But, you know, you said something I wanted to highlight real fast because I had written it down, that it's up to you as an individual to define what success looks like. So you don't need, you know, to go and have other people tell you what success looks like by the house they live in, the car they drive, or how they have this outward appearance of being successful and full of money. Because I could tell you from true crime, a lot of those people are jacked in the head and they, you know, have their wife buried in the backyard or something, you know? (laughs) Exactly. I just saw that the other day. I'm looking at some hunting news and I'm like, dentist or whatever guy goes on safari and then they find out years later that he killed his wife. Mm -hmm. It's like, Mm-hmm. You mean you book that safari just to go and kill your wife? It's like, who does that? Well, guess what? On the surface, you're talking about somebody that has everything that they need. Yeah. Right. And like I said, on the surface, and this is why we're saying to the to the listener or the reader, if you don't have a clear idea of what you want, everything that you're doing is on the surface. It's not authentic. And so when you're trying to follow that kind of pattern, you can rest assured that things are happening in your life that don't make sense to you because you haven't started with the initial question in the first place. What do I need? What do I want? What's most important to me? What do I value? All of those types of things, right? You know, I tell people, hey, I like to hunt. They look at me like, uh, you know, dude, you're doing a damn frontier thing. <laughs> but yeah, you can say that if you want to. But when you see me moving and doing everything, right, and it's like, why does your wife keep looking at me that way? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, <laughs> you know, what you know I do. And uh, I don't want people to skip over when it's not necessarily the hunting. It's the challenge. It's the freedom. It's the ability to think. Their intangible success is, to me, 100% defined by the intangibles that you want and your outward life will reflect that. You know, I could describe the process that I go through in a complete and total business format and they would understand it. But just because I use the word hunting, that phrase, that's what I mean about identity, right? I can use that word and people completely turn off their brain because it's like, well, I don't do that. But they don't understand that the planning, right, the planning, the vision, the will, the persistence, 
the resource required, the education that's required, the connection that you need to make with other people, the supply. I could go on and on and on. And by the time I told them the story in that format, they thought I was talking about strictly business. But I'm actually talking about a process that is very different, but it's the same. It's just that the environment where it takes place is different. So again, if this is me and I'm saying to the listener, never get stuck on just a term. Uh, Because if you do, you can miss an incredible learning opportunity, right? Yeah. Um, Everything that I participate in life for me is always an educational experience. Yeah. There are benefits to it, but without exception, I'm always looking at the educational benefit because there is wisdom, there is knowledge, and there is success in that process. Um, and that's how I always look at it, right? It's like, what do I need to learn? I want something else deeply. What do I need to learn in order to achieve that, right? If I have imperfect starts, if you're talking about hunting, you have to totally embrace the power of imperfect starts, right? Because nobody goes out, especially on the type of hunt that I'm talking about, nobody goes out there the first time and they succeed. Yeah. I don't even know if they can breathe in the environment yet. Yeah. Coach, you know. that you know, this is interesting because as you're talking, I'm thinking about you know your hunting story because I got to watch it and you know and see the the lessons learned. Right, that that is the epitome of imperfect starts. And I remember I would marvel that you wouldn't be like you would come back discussing you know all these great things, and I'm like, but you didn't you didn't bring anything home though, Coach. You know, you did the first time, and it wasn't your fault. But just the yeah. way the circumstances went, and I was thinking, man, if I was this, if I was in that situation, I would be so mad at everybody that was with me. I'd be mad at the whole thing. I, you know, I wasted my time. I couldn't, you know, like I would have been upset about it. But you actually just collected the data that you needed, and you pivoted. And so people need to understand that that's that's what we're talking about right there. Collect the data that you need, and then pivot. Because if you don't, the only thing that is actually to me failure is quitting when you shouldn't. You know, some people like the ones that climb Mount Everest and they they run out of oxygen because they just think they can keep going. That right there, you need to quit. If you're if you're out of oxygen, you need to come home, figure it all out, and then try again. But on a lot of stuff, just life stuff, people quit too soon. They quit, and I would say this: if a person is quitting. Is always in the mindset. It's always, always in the mind space. Yeah. But I would say, excuse me, the first thing is, what do you know about yourself before you start? Like you said, the power of imperfect starts, right? So if you start without sufficient knowledge of yourself, your capabilities, what you want, how, and let me, when I go back and say what you want, I mean, something you really want. That's why we use the word desire, right? We're talking about a supreme thought right now. Yeah. When, when you get to that point, if you haven't decided or spent enough time on knowing yourself, that's why you're quitting, right? Because you're always quitting right at the place where you need to grow, right? Mm. So the person who, so this is me. So I told you this story. Now, this is straight up business, but it applied in the woods. 
So I'm with these guys. They've been unsuccessful for the last seven years. So their stress level is through the roof already, right? They are ready to start bitching and complaining right off the bat. Well, I don't have that history with them, Mm -hmm. right? And I don't think that way. So as I told you the one time I was listening to them and I was like, hey, I had to shut them down. I was like, look, guys, I will not allow that mindset to affect me. You need to think about why you guys are here, right? Yeah. And But when I was listening to them, what I realized was they were angry, but they were totally skipping the fact that they had not done certain things to ensure their success. They kept doing the same thing over and over again, yeah. right? And I was like, whoa, well, this is why you're mad. So what did I do? Like, I left them where they were. I drove up to a certain place um, in the unit that we were at, and I sat up there for a few hours. It's like I had to clear my space, right? Yeah. And then I went back down, and then, you know, of course, the rest was history. They left, and I stayed, and I kept doing what I was doing. But the point was they wanted a result, but they hadn't changed. Mm. And this is what I'm saying, right? Don't get confused on the activity. You work as a business consultant. Some people might have another brick and mortar business. They, there are so many types of enterprises that we can all engage in. The energy that we put into that enterprise is how we achieve or measure success from it based on how we're viewing it. Yeah. But one of the things that we're talking about is we always have to pivot and we pivot based on the knowledge that we gain from ourselves, right? Yeah. The person that has a cup that's already full, which means that they can't take on anything else because their mind is already made up. They keep running into the same thing over and over again. They keep quitting, right? They keep having the same types of relationships or the other kinds of experiences that throw them off, right? And I'm saying, if you're not willing to change, you cannot assume that you're going to succeed in the direction that you're going because you have a built-in mechanism that stops you from learning and succeeding, right? So one, when you think about you have an imperfect start, it's like, oh, man, I screwed up. Okay, as soon as you hear yourself say you screwed up, the next thing that comes to your mind should be, what do I need to learn next? Yes, I agree. And, and, you know, um, I think the final thought I have is the the power of imperfect starts is actually what paves the way to what we would call opportunity. Uh, If you look at Billy Joel, it was 20 plus years uh, he tried, I think it was Billy Joel, yeah, that he tried to break into the music scene. 20 years. That's a long time. It is a long time. But through that 20 years, he got better and better. He got more and more contacts. He got more and more of a presence known. And then suddenly, he's what the world would call an overnight success, which is an insult because there was no such thing as an overnight success. It took 20 plus years. So that's the thing is in a microwave society, sound bites, headlines, we think that those things that are most meaningful to us should happen within two minutes 
when you've got to be willing to invest days, weeks, months, and even years to have exactly what you want, but at the same time, enjoy the journey and have those things maybe on a smaller scale, but have them anyway, you know? So it's whatever it is you're going for, recognize it requires an investment and commitment to get those things. It, it does. It does. It's like, so when you hear the phrase, your success is assured, it is. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely assured. It be, the question is, how do you measure it? And you know, the first time I was there in Clovis, when I said that, you know, hey, look, um, when you fail, you are also succeeding. Yeah. And people are like, no, I don't believe that. It's like, no, yes, it's true. Because you got exactly what you wanted because that's what you did, yep. right? And <laughs> so the person that keeps saying, I don't know why I could never just score an animal or whatever it is when I get out there, it's the exact same thing. It don't matter what the genre is, right? It's like, what did you learn? And they're like, well, what are you talking about? Well, there you go, yep. right? If you're not willing to learn, if you're not willing to change, then what's happening to you is not a lack of success. You are absolutely succeeding. You don't like what you're harvesting, but you're succeeding because what's coming back to you is what you gave. Yes. It's like, it's it's what you gave. So it's like, understand what you need to be able to do next, right? So for me, right now, let's just say I'm ahead to the mountains with a cup that's empty, which is to say that everything that I learned in my preparation, right, still leaves me with an empty cup because just like I love to go into woods and hunt and scout or do all that kind of thing, when it comes to business, I'm doing the same thing, right? If you are not aware of what you want, what is required of you and what you're willing to do to succeed, you're going to keep turning up at the same place. Yeah. That's good, coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Overnight, we've seen what the world looks like to what we call the overnight success. And this is probably one of the main reasons why what we call um, empires, financial empires, can struggle when they go from the original founder to family members. Yeah. Because. The family member that's born into the financial empire doesn't always have the same mindset of the person that created it. Yep. And so when they start making mistakes and they're wondering why things are failing is because they never had to cultivate the things that you and I are talking about, right? Yes. I think that's a good place to end on that truth uh, confronting BS of you get exactly what you want. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly right. You do. You do. If people don't believe that, it's like, hey, you want something else? Do something else. 